your toes, the Avengers of NYC Dance Teacher. I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. And I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We will be sharing our experiences and the ridiculous and hilarious truths. With that being said, let's get into today's topic. Why podcast? So um, we hope that you guys uh, will take a chance to listen, but we guess we meet words. Danielle <laughs> and I had the chance to guest on Habitual Health podcast um, a few weeks ago. I'm not exactly sure when our episode will air with them yet. I don't know if it has yet. But in the process of um, talking with them and being interviewed by them, we like came up on like the origins of why we do what we do when it comes to podcasting. And we thought that would be like, something smart to share with our listeners because we technically never have i think we have in a little ways but never in so many like blatant words i guess yeah i mean i just i feel like um so when we met with habitual health podcast one of the first questions they asked us was like why did you guys start point your toes and also um just like the why behind how we choose our subjects our topics why we decide to talk about the things we talk about. And I just feel like, you know, it's been, um, you know, like two years of doing this podcast, which is crazy. And as people who like don't have a platform of like social media in terms of like, we were never on reality TV or um, we've never like done something crazy big where like people know who we are. We don't have like any crazy sponsors you know, we have a lot of people who have continued to follow us and stick with us and new people come on. Um, I even have, um, like friends of friends I'll like see out and they'll be like, Oh, I listened to your podcast and they have nothing to do with, with dance or teaching or the industry. And so I think Uh, my friends just binged watch, like binge listen, like five or six episodes the other day when like was telling me he was like no it was like 10 he was like oh we listened to like 10 different episodes the other day as we were like cleaning the apartment i was like oh okay yeah like, and i mean they that. are industry people but i was like that's so crazy like what and i love that and i think it's so great and, and it's something we want to continue to do and i love that like all sorts of different people are listening so i think it's important um i was also listening to a podcast earlier today when i was cleaning my apartment actually and they asked their guests, like, your why. Like, why do you write your blog? Why did you decide to talk about the topics you talk about? And I was like, I think that's so important that we actually spend some time. So anyway, let's get into it. Yeah, I think, so, that's, I um, think that's where it starts, is getting yeah, into it. Yeah, so why, why did we start this podcast? And I'm going to give that over to you, Tony, because this is really your baby. So why? Why did this come a fruition? Which is still insane to me. Um, so I, it started with, I had, this is coming out the end of, oh God, this is remembering back years now, which is still weird to me that we've been doing this for years. Um, I just finished, I, like that, the previous spring, I just finished doing a dance concept video, um, and it was rolling around time for the fall again, and I just did not have the, really the time to do another, uh, dance concept video because like if no one has done like just like 
and mine are only like four or five minutes long, but like concept videos take a lot of time and planning and editing and mm -hmm. coordinating of dancers and, you know, things like that. And so I just did, I, I typically don't have the time to do that in the fall. I typically do them in the spring. Um, and I was like, but I was really thinking to create something. And I was like, well, you know, maybe I also want to like create weekly content. Um, and so like, I just like barely started getting into podcasts. Like, I don't even think I, I had listened to a full episode at this point. But I was like, oh, maybe a podcast is the right way to go. Because I did think about doing YouTube and things like that. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if YouTube is the right market for me, per se, for like, for like a, a weekly content type of deal. Mm -hmm. um, and then so I like was reaching, I like was at home with my family for the holidays and I was like, uh, what can we, uh, like, I was talking to my mom about it, and she was like, um, why don't you do a podcast about, like, being in New York? And I'm like, mm, everyone does that. Like, that's not any, I was like, my New York experience, I can't say is any more interesting than anyone else's. Um, and then I, like, was going through my text messages, and I think, and Danielle and I were, like, talking back and forth of, like, it's a recital day at a school, you know, when you're doing mm -hmm. shows. And so, like, it's a, it's crazy. We've done a whole podcast episode about, like, being a one-man army to where you're doing costume lighting, sound, and choreo, and everything else. And so I was, like, going through those text messages, like, laughing to myself, and I was, like, reading a couple of them out to my mom, and she was, like, well, that sounds like, that would be interesting. Oh, you're frozen. Sorry, friends. You know, hashtag still time of COVID. So, like, right recording via zoom because even though we're in two, long distance we're i'm just gonna do this little plug we are killing it in new york after a rough start new york is what? fucking killing it at the covid game currently and knock on what it continues we're still being very responsible and respectful and gonna continue over zoom until things get even better exactly so anyway that's our little covid thing um right. craziness don't know what happened there Anyway, um, so, but you, on my end, you start, you um, cut out when you were talking about during recitals and our text messages and all that. Right. So, like, we're, I'm, like, the text messages back and forth between me and Danielle, like, dealing with our recitals at our schools are always ridiculous because we're, like, in the midst of doing stuff, but we also need to, like, vent. Or it's, like, the 30-minute, really, like, the 10-minute lunch break we get in the midst of all this craziness. Yeah, or yeah. commuting to the school while all of this is happening. So like we, it's like pure on, um, um, it's it's pull on crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we, I was like reading it out to my mom, and literally she was like, "That sounds like interesting to like listen to, you know, if that's the case." Like I would, I would love to hear the stories of that back and forth. And I was like, "Huh, that could like really be a thing." And so then after I was like, oh, maybe that's what my podcast is about. It's like the, the industry that I like dedicate my life to. Um, and then so I reached, I was thinking about who to reach out to that like would absolutely understand. I was like, yeah, like I'm pretty sure Danielle would absolutely understand this. And I actually reached out to one more person, uh, another friend of ours that's a dancer choreographer, but he recently left New York City. Mm -hmm. and to my knowledge has not returned because he started booking in his hometown and that made life so like that's what he wanted so uh, and at the time like I said I was new to podcasting editing and all the like so there was no way I knew how to remotely put him, get him involved in recording with us um, 
And so then, yeah, like I reached out to Danielle and I was like, hey, I have this idea about a podcast. And she was so game, which was surprising. I was like, this is an idea that's coming completely out of nowhere because I didn't talk to her about like any of the pre-stages. I was just like, I have a podcast and I want you to record with me. Yeah. Do it. (laughs) Well, I, so I also had like recently really gotten into podcasts. I like started getting into podcasts and like Serial was happening. And then after the first season of Serial ended, I kind of like, didn't really listen to a lot and then I had a bunch of friends who were telling me all about all these different true crime podcasts because I if anyone knows anything about me they know like I'm obsessed with true crime um and also fictional but I love true crime podcasts so when Tony said the idea of of hosting a podcast I just thought it was awesome because I've been listening to podcasts like it's what I do on my way to work on my way home from work my commute um or if I'm going anywhere especially when this you know subways are real and running it's like a great subway thing um, oh god yes <laughs> so yeah I was like let's do it and also similar to what Tony said like I you know I um I had recently been like all right well like I'm doing my thing and I'm teaching um and I'm doing you know freelance choreography projects but like I don't I don't have a big you know web base or like content with that and as the world is shifting and changing and especially over the past I would say like four years or so um a big part of the entertainment and arts industry is um your exposure online it is your content it's what you put out online it's an extremely easy way and free way for people to see what you do and have a glimpse into what you do for people who you're not connected with to connect with you um and like it's it's why i did i did the dance concept videos and i have plans for future ones it's just like uh, people not seeing your like there needs to be a way for people to see your work, to see what you're capable of, to see what your vision mm-hmm. is, your thoughts, and things like that. And so if you don't, like, get that stuff out there, it's it's just harder, you know? And it's several things that I've submitted for over the years is, like, they just want to see clips of my work, you know? Yeah. Like, and then they're like, your resume looks great, but, like, we want I want to see a clip of your work. Like, what do you do? Like, you know, show me what you got. And I, and again, me and Danielle are not that older than, like, we're just in our early 30s, but, like, 10 years ago, we were, technology was not where it is now, where everyone no, was recording it, it wasn't. every like, single I, day thing that they did and posting it, or had, not even posting it, having access to every project that you worked on. Like, there are still times where, like, certain companies are, like, you can only record this for archival purposes, you yep. can't on Instagram like I have several pieces of products that I've worked on recently that like I cannot post to social media because it's in violation of like laws yeah. and, and I, I understand that but that also like kind of sucks because a lot of like getting work and stuff now depends on let me see videos of your work but it's true like you said Tony like when we were in school oh god like, no. they're no. like Instagram had like me. I don't even actually when we graduated college. There was no Instagram. There was Instagram. Instagram still didn't exist yet, right? So like we had we had Vine. Remember, Vine was just taking. We off had Vine, but it's true. It like wasn't. It wasn't dance. So it wasn't like dance and art. No. I think like yeah. Over the past couple of years, we realized like okay, like in terms of like art, like you have to have more than just one platform for your art. And then on top of that, I was like, honestly, like, yeah, like Tony and I have some crazy stories between like 
how we grew up, things that happened when we were younger, where we've worked together, where we work now separately, being dance teachers, and also like, I don't know, selfishly, like, I think we're kind of hilarious. Like, I think that like, we're pretty We're just like, some of it's just us rambling, but I was like, people are, I was like, oh, people are laughing and entertained. So this could definitely be a thing. I mean, so that's how, that's why it started. You know, that's how it started. So let's talk about like, how has it evolved? And and in terms of um, art, like why is having a podcast just another branch of art and significant in that sense? Well, as far as like how, how, how it has evolved, my original thought was always to, I always just wanted to share my like our experiences like Danielle and I's experiences of like what we go through because like again like New York City is unlike any other city in in the world to where you have such a mixture of people and you have such a mixture of people that like were born and raised here who come here for their Mm -hmm. arts and it's also like you just also have a, a very craziness of type of art that happens here like you have Broadway theaters that are million dollar companies. Then you also have like Wall Street, which are billion dollar industry. Film and television is also here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like we have major sports teams. So like there's such a weird mix of people functioning in such a enclosed, tiny, tight space. Um, that it just like, I was like, there's no reason we can't talk about all these experiences because they are what make me an artist. They are, they are why I create my art. They're how my art grow and change. So the podcast in and of itself, like, I did very much want it to just stick purely to dance, but I'm like, my life isn't just dance. It's a lot of music theater. I don't just choreograph Mm -hmm. for, you know, concert dance or for studio dance or, like, you know, music theaters. Like, I've choreographed for The Gambit. You know, I've choreographed for trade shows where, you know, they're basically just, like, walking around and being pretty, you know, Mm -hmm. but then I've also, you know, submitted to international dance festivals and things like that. So, like, there's a, there is a wide variety of, uh, uh, of things I've choreographed for, so I'm just like, why aren't I talking about these things? And I, I think it's the same thing for Danielle. Like a lot of our stories, again, me, we said this previously. I'm not sure if it was on last week's episode with us or if it was on the podcast we guessed it with, but Danielle and I had similar, like, similar backgrounds growing up, where we just kind of did a lot of different things within the arts. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I knew that, like sharing the stories that I had, Danielle chimes right in. Like a lot of times we'll bring up a topic, you know, and we'll get a little bit into this, into this further later, but like I'll bring up a topic and both of us instantly have tons of stories or anecdotes of things that we've gone through on these topics. So I, I think the podcast just kind of naturally progressed into like the, the life of, you know, working artists here in New York City, you know, and yeah, Yeah. focus on dance because I think that's just who we are, but I, yeah. I'm talking about film and television at the same time that we're, you know, also talking about dance. Well, and I think that, like, our podcast is definitely, like, based in the fact that, for the most part, our full-time jobs is is teaching youth, is teaching kids of all ages dance. So that, you know, the podcast is based in that, and we'll have a lot of episodes and stories and, and tips of the trade for teaching, for putting on your oh, yes. one-man show um, for what, what it is you teach in school, how to be culturally appropriate, what do we need to expand upon, like, all of these things that I think are 
super important, especially as we continue down the road of, of teaching and evolving dance as oh, an yeah. industry. Um, but like Tony said, we both kind of grew up doing tons of different things. We continue to do tons of different things. Like we have both choreographed for film and live theater and musical theater and concert dance and all this stuff. And we have experiences that are just like so vast that while yes, our podcast is based in like our experiences as teachers and choreographers, but that's what it is. It's like, it's our experiences. And so I think that like sharing everything we've kind of been through or things we've discovered um, is what makes us unique because we are willing to talk about the gamut of things. And I think that in terms of like, okay, so you guys like are choreographers and your dancers and your dance teachers, but like, how does this contribute to art? I think like, it's the idea that we're talking about stuff, you know, I feel like, um, and again, like with our range of what we talk about, it's anything to like sharing ideas and tips and, and. Oh yeah. I can't even think of like another word to talking about movements in our current you know, state of life and history and how that can shape um, the dance world in terms of teaching and creating for adults and art in general. Um, and I still like- To back to uh, like, um, I, I, I was doing a show, I was doing the musical Beauty and the Beast and I was in the ensemble for Beauty and the Beast and we chose to put the boys that play Chip um, in the, uh, ensemble members in the town. So they're in the mm-hmm. town scene. And as we were setting the opening number with chaos at the end of the giant, um, there goes that girl number from Beauty and the Beast. The chips never, well, one of the chips, because we had two, we had the, the actual chip for that night and then they all turned it up. But both boys mm-hmm. were in the opening number. Would never, like they would never choose the same path every time we, we get to the ending pose. So every time some, like usually one or two people in the ensemble out of the, well, the entire cast would be late getting to their final pose because the chips would take a different direction. Mm-hmm. And I just remember like the conversation where like our director like had to stop himself from yelling and like the cast had to realize like, we were like, what's going on, what's different each time? And then we caught on that was the chips. And then we were like, how is it that like, what is it? And he was like, and granted, these boys are like 10 or 11, so they're still very young. But they were generally like, oh, no one told us that we have to use the same track every single time. Sure. And this cast of like theater veterans are all being like, I don't even know when I was taught that. I just knew to do it. You know, right. maybe this is their moment. And so like, I know that was always a thing for me is that there is so much knowledge when it comes to like theater in this industry that isn't and can't be taught in a classroom. Yeah. Because there, whether it's time constraints or money or just like experiences of one teacher, like there's just a lot that, that happens in the arts that just a, a classroom is not the right place to learn it. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I definitely feel that way. I mean, you know, like a lot of our experiences have just come from being on gigs and like not being paid the right amount or working with terrible human beings. And like, yeah, yep. learn all of that. Like, so yep. for, that's where my passion for teaching came and so then when it came to this idea of creating my art that I wanted to share with the world I was like I absolutely want to share these ridiculous ass stories but like 
also to just tell people things that they didn't know. And that's what I yeah. love about, like even dancer friends or non-dancer friends, when we talk about certain topics, they'll come up and be like, I did not know. It literally, uh, my friend Matthew, who guested on the show with us, he literally just said, um, he was like, I did not know anything about like competition dance. He's like, I totally mm -hmm. come from the music theater world. So like hearing the craziness of competition dance, I had like I had no idea. It really is like the television shows, and I'm like, mm, sometimes it's worse. But like, yeah. he did not know. Like, he had no clue. Or other times, I bump to dancer friends like at auditions, and they'll be like, "You posted this episode where you're talking about costumes," and I literally thought of the time where I did a whole show with a leotard up my butt. Thank you for talking about. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and I just like, like I think about when I listen to podcasts, and so like you know, besides all my true crime podcasts, because obviously I've never <laughs> been involved in a crime. Um, at least to that degree. Um, no, I haven't been involved in anything, but I think about like the funny podcast and it's like, why do I laugh when I'm listening to a podcast? I laugh because I'm relating to something or a shared experience. And it reminds me of something that was like, so either actually funny or ridiculous or unbelievable that now you just have to laugh about it. And yeah. so I think about like, yeah, let's talk about all the shit we've now learned in our 30 plus years of life and like let's dive deep into it and talk about it because this shit's not gonna go away it's gonna continue in the industry or maybe it should go away and how do we change that um oh yeah or just also like i said the lack of knowledge when you're in your early 20s the amount of gigs you just say yes to because you just want to be in this industry that you've dreamed about for so long. hundred percent. But I guarantee, like, there's so much, there, I was taken so advantage of, and there are so many people that yeah. have stories like this, where it's just like, I was taken advantage of because no one told me better, you know? And if I, if, if we have one person who's a teenager in their early 20s, or not even mid, late 30s, whatever, you know, say like, hey, I was doing the same thing and then I listened to your episode about like taking all the gigs and needing a second to like step back and breathe and just like mm -hmm. being and I was like, holy shit, that's me. Like, well, I'm glad, I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad that you realize it's not you because like a lot of the things Tony and I talk about is because we thought it was just us before we talked to each other and other people about and it's not Absolutely. just you. It's not, yeah. So that is, I don't know, that's just, to me is the thing about creating art is that it's not you share your art and then it's just out there for the world and like what I've enjoyed them you know about having a podcast is like the, just the amount of people being like oh my god that was me like I remember we did the episode about people that are dancers but work full-time jobs mm -hmm. you know like I I know a lot of those people being in like in and out of the teaching world they're literally like dance is my passion but like I wanted to have a stable life for my kids you know or for mm -hmm. my family or you know because I take care of my mom and so things like that so they're they're you know it's a they, getting those responses being like thank you for validating that like I am still a dancer just because yeah. I don't go all the way in or you know or other times just being like thank you for talking about the crazy you know directors or like the the good and, and again our ridiculous and hilarious experience like the good and the bad all together they're all very real things yeah and I think that's why, so someone recently um, was talking with us and said to us like, oh, you know, I was like listening to your podcast and I was researching your, your episodes and I realized that you guys don't really, you know, and this kind of speaks to what we were just talking about, but she was like, I realized that you guys don't really have like one topic or like 
one thing. Like every week is something different. You talk about teaching, you talk about choreographing, competition, dancing, musical, film, you have get, you know, guest people on anywhere from, you know, producers to actors to talk about their life in the industry. And it's, the podcast is more just about like the arts and entertainment industry as a whole versus not necessarily about like just teaching in New York City. And she was like, you know, I just find that interesting. Um, and I was like, yeah, and I kind of realized it and I was like, yeah, I mean, again, like we do, you know, our home is that we are dance teachers and choreographers in New York City, right? Like, yes, that is how we have branded this. And none of that is untrue. It's still true to this day. Um, and we still will always share all the ideas and stuff from that. But at the end of the day, I think anyone who's part of this industry will realize that like usually you're not just part of one thing. You're part of a gambit of opportunities um, within this industry. And so it will, you know, I think that that's why we talk about, you know, we talk about everything and that like, it, it's not, it's, it's not only about one thing. Like, uh, it right. It's so not crazy. like very few. And this is the thing that like, Again, I think it's one of those moments it's not talked about widely. No artist is ever just one thing. Or no yeah. artist, or if they start as one thing, they don't stay as one thing. Because one, multiple sources of income is the same yeah. for almost every artist that I know. But also, like, we as artists are are, are wired to give in to our... our create uh, in our creative impulses so like i uh, like when I, if an artist has an interest in something odds are they're gonna go do it you know mm-hmm. and then it's because it's, it, it's also one of those things of like i started choreographing more when my friends were just being like i need someone to assist me that can handle being under a time crunch and hurting a lot of people around Mm-hmm. That's a really how I my first assistant gig was literally like, I know you work with children a lot, but like I need someone who can work really really fast, who can get you know get details, um, inform them of details and information very very quickly, and it's going to be about thirty dancers. And I'm like, how old are they? And they they were literally like, oh they're all colleges. I was like, I I've, I've heard of kindergartners around. <laughs> this is easy. They yeah. actually understand me, and I don't have to hop around the room and be a silly bunny rabbit while I do it. So like that those skills that I've cultivated for years easily translated into me doing that and like just having that experience. But again, that, and that was on like a, a television thing. It was like this mm-hmm. television parade thing. I don't even remember the name of it. It's been years ago at this point, but it was just like, and so I, I like, I ended up choreographing for a televised parade, you know, like that was never in the intention to start with that, but it's like, I had the skills capable of that. And I, I, mean, I do remember having a good time, like hanging out with my friends and stuff like that. So I think that's just the nature of being artists is that our lives are all over the place. Like even with me and Danielle, I think it's true to say like we are choreographers and dance teachers, but in any given week, we've had weeks where it's literally like done a commercial, taught multiple classes, taken multiple classes, went, went to rehearsal, choreographed some stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, Sasha, like, like, these are just our weeks here in New York. I was, so I was listening to a podcast earlier today, and and, um, I I believe it's, like, two actors in in New York City who hosted, and they, again, it's the same type of thing. Their their podcast is called, like, um, like, Stop 
something with coffee, coffee talks. I, I'll have to get, anyway, it was a lovely podcast. I know which one you're I'll talking have to get about. But um, I will get the name of it while we're chatting. But um, they had a guest on who I was listening to the episode and she was talking about how like, she went to school for musical theater. She got a BFA. She moved to New York because that's what she thought she wanted to do, musical theater. And she just realized like, as she was getting older, like she didn't want to wake up and do the 5 a.m. calls and she wasn't getting as much joy out of it. And she started, you know, because of a multitude of reasons, she started writing a blog and she would share her stories on her Instagram. And then she started making a blog. And um, now like her blog has like a following and people ask her to talk about it. Um, and she was talking about just about on the podcast, how like she shifted her acting goals into film and television, but she also loves to write. She, you know, and she's just, she was like, I realized that like, I'm not just an actor where I'm in this one bucket and that's what I do. I'm not just a musical theater actor. I'm not even just a film actor, but I'm a creative. And a creative is someone who like, okay, yes, you might be better at one thing and that might be like your real passion, but like you were saying, Tony, I think like as creative people, like we are interested in doing like many different oh, yeah. creative, like, creative things. Um, and I think that's why we do the podcast because like, it's so funny because like you could ask like my parents or my family and they'd be like, you know, as much as I'm an introvert, they'd be like, oh yeah, Danielle, like if you get to know her, like she loves to talk. Like she can definitely talk. So it's like, of course I'm going to do something where I can talk about stuff I love and experiences I had, you know? Um, and so I think that, you know, like, okay, maybe our podcast is a little different than some others in terms of like, this is not, we don't have the same format every single week about what we talk about, but like, we're kind of all over the place. We're talking about film one week and teaching another week and this another week and this, that, and the other thing. But like, I think that's also like part of us. Like that's who we just like are as people and creatives and like we're open to trying and doing all sorts of different things. Right. You know, I, I exactly. I think that's just the nature of being an artist, you know, as as the gigs are just and again, I think this goes back to like growing up and like the the dream, things you've always dreamed of and how the they change and how the city differs, mm-hmm. you know. Like I know friends that are Broadway, that are on Broadway every night singing and dancing when Broadway was open, um, but are also like, I have a podcast, or I, you know, like, I have a massage business, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, actually, there are several, like, makeup artists and wardrobe artists that I know on Broadway that are, like, that are passionate, like, their love is building wigs and, you know, doing makeup and things like that, but literally, like, one of them, she's like, I, like, to, like, in college, I, to make extra money, I got, like, my massage therapy license, and so, like, you know, I, it started out as like, I was, you know, like one of the actors in my show paid me during our, you know, our two show day, the inter- the break between the two show day to come to his dressing room and like do a massage for him. And then like, it caught on with the cast. And so like, I was like making side money until like now I like do it for other Broadway shows. And like, they totally understand my schedule. Cause she's like, I'm a, I'm a wig and makeup person on Broadway. So like, they like, it's nothing for me to be like, cool, let's schedule an appointment at 1130 at night, you know, or like right. randomly at 2 PM. She's like, because that's when, we're, or she, it's like, I think it's like 5 PM or whenever the two show day break is. She's like, 
they're all Broadway performers, so they totally get it, you know? Or like when I'm like, 11.30 night, let's have a massage appointment. They, you know, she goes like, they know I'm not trying to be dirty. That's just like literally when right. I do work. <laughs> exactly. You know, but she was like an old side hustle from like years ago, or like, especially in the dance world. I know so many Pilates instructors, yogi, mm-hmm. personal trainers. That, it's like, I've, I mean, yeah. And it's Anytime they, love, I go to- they love dance, but they also like, to love dance is to love your, love the human body and health. So like, yeah. there's no way you cannot like, so people are being like, you know, this training I got on the side, you know, when gigs were slow or whatever, like now pays my bills and I have a fitness empire, but I'm also kicking my nose on Broadway every night, you know? like Yeah, I just think that like, I think that, you know, like for us, like being true to ourselves, like we are more so of those people. Like we take like, like even now, like I have my full-time teaching job at, where I teach at an elementary school, but I'm always looking for freelance choreography opportunities, looking for new projects. I'll do shows, I'll do you know, one week gigs, one day gigs. But then I also work for the Broadway Youth Ensemble, which is a performance nonprofit group where I will, you know, I go into them and, and I, I choreograph and I stage for their repertoire for like events, right? And like, it's not, it's similar, but it's not the same. And I love doing it all. And so I think like just being true to ourselves in terms of like, we're creative people and we're interested and open to many different opportunities. And like, this podcast was just another opportunity and like, okay, now we get to talk about like all the stuff we wanted to talk about. And also like, in all honesty, now we kind of get to talk about things that are like ridiculous and we don't agree with. And I can kind of like be a snob about, but like not get in trouble for right now. Like, like, no, it's literally the same because like the organization, I work for one organization that sends me into schools, but I, I basically have a steady, I, you know, I'm teaching hip hop at a high school twice a week every week and then I'm a, I also work for New York City Center where I'm doing workshops for them with a gambit of different type of musicals and so I'm also the first introduction to musicals for a lot of children or a continuation of that and then I'm also just choreographing random places all over the city so it's just like my day these are my days you know like I I can't you know I yeah. I, I can't explain it anymore and then or just like having opinions on topics that like I can't, you know, I'm choreographing for a studio that's doing things that I do not agree with, but they're not completely wrong. I have a space now I can discuss those things, mm-hmm. you know, without hurting people's feelings or without, you know, without blatantly being like, you're a terrible human being. Uh, some people I do call terrible human beings. But, but, absolutely. you know, like, it's one of those things of like, I think this allows the space to share and also sharing that knowledge. Like, you need to know that, like, I don't want to harp on competition answers, but like there, there are certain directors that are, you know, are, 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 are homophobic, are sexist, are going to say terrible things. You know, like I've worked with dancers that, you know, I don't want to work with before because of that. you need to know that those things like exist. And like, again, just hearing my stories, my opinions on those things can help you better make those decisions when they happen to you, because I have no problem saying, you know, I, I'm sure I've mentioned this on the show. I, hated my internship that I did right at, I had two internships one in college one outside of college my internship outside of college I absolutely hated it it was not very focused on like us like performing I felt like we did a lot of grunt work I learned a lot about being an artist in general and I worked mm-hmm. with some wonderful people um and I, I don't regret those experiences but like I was not happy I was very physically not healthy I was very it was I was on it for a year but like I was very sick for a year like I have no problem being like it was garbage 
but I left my internship halfway to my equity card. I found my love for choreographing. I got, you know, several of my work presented on stage and things like that. So like, it's, it's one of those things of like, do I regret it? No, but I also like, I want to tell that to people, you know, cause there are some yeah. people that would be like, if you hated it so bad, like, why would you share, why share that experience? Or like, why tell other people to do internships? And I was like, for me, it's what I needed. Like I needed to see me personally, I needed to see the dirtier side of theater. So Absolutely. that I would be aware of like, oh, because I was I was coming from Georgia where theater is very scarce, or at the time it was. Um, I mean, now it's very film and television. But like, at the, there, the amount of exposure that I got from working at that theater taught me so much about the business of theater that gets ignored when you're mm-hmm. a wide child, you know, high schooler doing drama club, you know, like, uh, or even my college program still did not introduce enough of the dark side of, I, I thought... It, even if it did, I just thought, oh, this is college. It's another educational institution. Not this is a functioning money is exchange theater. Yeah. So you you need yeah. to you need to hear these things as a you know someone that's applying for internships or that you know we didn't do a graduation episode this year, but like you know those group of kids that just graduated that are, you know are applying for stuff or about or have said yes to contracts and you know like I hope they did do their research. You know I hope we we've, we've taught them to have that lesson of like look up this theater company, post on Instagram, I'm about to work for this group, so you can get those private messages from friends being like, don't work for that theater company, they're trash, or you're going to have a great time, tell blah, blah, blah that you're my friend, they're yeah. going to look out for you. You need, you need that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, and I would say to, like, anyone who has, like, started listening, is kind of new, or maybe, like, has been listening, but, like, only listens to certain episodes, like, I think that's also something, like, not like unique to us because plenty of podcasts do it but something that is very part of us is like if you don't um relate to an episode or you're not as interested in a topic that's cool maybe you listen to it and you learn something new or maybe you skip it but definitely like come back the following week because chances are our next episode is something completely brand new that we didn't speak about the week before and then um you can learn something new or laugh with us or cry with us or like whatever. So I just think that something awesome for our podcast and to anyone out there who's listening, who hasn't deep dived into us as much, we talk about everything in the industry, everything, everyone, all the different things. So, you know, take like, just go through them and, um, take a listen. They're just so different. Like I really didn't think about this until we kind of like talked about this topic this week, but it's like, we really are different. We kind of go all over the place. But, I just, but it's honestly, I'm like, we've been saying us. this whole episode, like, it's, it's just who we are. We're, we are the ones who are constantly looking for new ways to, to make art, to think about art. We have so much experience and, and are still learning every single day that we want to just talk about everything. That's just who we are. Um, mm-hmm. And so if you're cool with that and can get down with that, like, continue to listen to us. But... Before we go, I do want to talk about, as I said, it's been about two years doing this podcast now, Tony and I, and we are surviving COVID. Uh What? That's insane to me that like, yeah, we're it's it's over two years at this point. We're surviving COVID. Things are, even though some people don't believe it, at some point things are going to, in the arts, open up again. Every single day there's new opportunities. People are thinking outside of the box. 
live oh. performances in theater will happen again. It's not oh, dead. Absolutely. It's not going to not happen. Filming will resume at some point. And so we're going to continue to talk about all the things and everything. But what, for you, Tony, what is your hope as we continue on um, with this podcast? Well, I one, I would love for us to do a live episode. And we were discussing this before. Yes, this um, is true. When we were, it, like, we were discussing this before and then for our 100th episode. And then Danielle and I got busy, and so that number got pushed back because we are currently, this is currently episode 92. Uh, and so, like, we're coming up in a month or a few months or so of our 100th episode, but, like, we also don't know what New York City is going to look like. So yeah. there's also that. So, like, planning to do one for our 100th episode may not be realistic at this moment. Mm-hmm. But it's also just one of those things of, like, I do very much would like to do, like, a live, uh, like, a live, um, episode and just meet fans and friends you know just uh, to to support them and like be able to show say in publicly like thank you for listening um i would love to do that like or just like fun challenges like we we again we were gonna start one and we were on the way to doing that and then life got crazy then COVID hit yeah so like i would like to do that for a way to like listeners that aren't in new york to like you know we can support them by seeing their photos and things like that you know um, we might still try that for the end of the summer, but it's just like the world is kind of crazy right now. Um, yeah. It just, you know, but when I think of like future episodes, I think of like the conversations of what does education look like post-COVID? Mm-hmm. What does yeah. studio life, competition life, Broadway theaters, regional tours, like I, all those things, film and television, like all the things that we've talked about before or different veins of it, like all of that is going to have a post-quarantine moment. And I'm, I'm very interested, or even the Black Lives Matter, like mm-hmm. there's so much that has happened over the last three, three to four months that has changed the world collectively that I'm very interested to see, you know, how casting falls down, you know, how casting breakdowns come down, how, you know, um, I recently saw the new, you know, uh, a theater in a Midwestern state they just announced, you know, a black woman as their artistic director, and it's a theater that I've been trying to get into their door for years. And I, you know, when I made a comment about that, several of other friends, uh, several other uh, people of color were also like, "Yeah, we never got in the door of that theater either." And then it was also like, "Oh, was that a thing? Was that the theater coming? You know, their artistic director yeah. or theater coming secretly racist, and none of us knew. But now that all changed because of we don't. We, again, none of us know. I don't have any concrete answers for you on that. But like, I'm very interested to." to address and talk about these topics and see how we feel about them, you know, because I just, I think it's, again, it's a brave new world out there. I'm very interested to see what it's like, you know, like I've seen recently, um, cause like I, I've talked about this before, I'm from my home state is Georgia. Georgia's very open right now. So like, I know people that are having summer camps and partial mm-hmm. online dance camp or like what I've been seeing is like master classes summer camps that normally would do dance summer camps instead of doing, you know, everyday summer camp, they're just doing master classes. Mm -hmm. So people can kind of drop in and out, you know, get out of the house for a day or a few hours. So like, I'm in, I, you know, I'm interested to see what that looks like and then talk about it. Cause I, you know, how we slightly talked about this in um, a couple of teacher meetings I had before our school year. And it's like, how do you teach dance six feet apart? You know? So like, again, like that's all, I could do a whole episode on that. So yeah. that's what I look forward to. What about you, Danielle? When you, when you think of the future, what are your hopes and goals for the podcast? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm excited that we're continuing to do it. Um, I would love to, you know, we have had guests on before just from our network. I would love to um, reach out to, you know, more people, maybe that we don't actually know personally, mm-hmm. um, that are part of like our network and have them come talk just about their experiences as professionals. Um, I would specifically love like you said, moving into post-COVID, what does the arts and entertainment industry look like? And um, having some professionals come on and speak with us about that and what that means to them from all sorts of different um, avenues of the industry. And I I just hope that, um, you know, people are excited to listen, that we're going to continue to do this. I, um, you know, you and I have done lots of Done, not lots, have done a couple of question and answer episodes where we've talked to um, either post students or people we've worked with on shows about questions that they have, particularly students. I would love to get our listeners more involved, like you said, like have some cool challenge stuff, have them write in about stories or questions that they have, um, and just kind of keep, keep moving and see what happens. I mean, as I've mentioned before, like Tony and I are both admittedly so like not social media people like it's just not like i don't know we're it's getting better like, though we're getting better about like we're better we're better we're still not. but we're just it's not it's just like not in me to like constantly promote myself online and post selfies or um like spend you know i'll see like some people who consider themselves like influencers or bloggers, they'll be like, yeah, I, ha- I like literally map out an hour of my day where I sit down and I, I think about um, like what photos I'm going to post, what the captions are going to say, what I put on my website. Uh, and I, like, <laughs> well, I even actually saw this girl that I, I uh, grew up with. She's a, um, she's like a marketing manager or marketing director for a real estate company um for like a big real estate company and she was like on her instagram sharing like tips of of marketing and she was saying that like as a marketing director she not only markets you know her firm and all of their stuff and what they do but she has to also market herself because if people meet her in the office they might look her up on instagram and she talks about like you should plan out, you should do three posts a week for social media and you should plan them out a week and ahead. And I get it and I love it. And I'm sure, honestly, considering she does this for a living, like I am sure that there is- Oh, it totally makes sense. Oh, I don't deny the the sense that it makes. She's a marketing director. It's what she does for a living. But I just am like not that person innately. And so like, it's been hard, but um, so- my point being like I, I'm just like I hope that people are excited about our podcast and continue to listen and we're you know continue to do stuff and please write into us and also like if you're yeah. incredible at social media um if someone wants an internship and do our social media for us that'd be cool oh too God, right I would love um that. but yeah I guess I'm just like kind of I'm excited to talk about new stuff because the world is going to change post-COVID oh yes so. I, that I can say I'm very excited for that yeah. Very, very excited for that. Yeah. Well, that's it for us. The curtain has closed in this episode. We hope that you will join us next week. And every week after that. Episodes come out every Thursday. You can find us on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We are Point PYT on all platforms. 
I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. And I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. See you next week on Point Your Toes, the adventures of a new life.